Welcome to the Good Fail podcast, a guide from creatives on not giving up. I'm Marl, illustrator and founder of card and stationery company Marl Made Tales. And I'm Abra, writer, actor and hand letterer. We're bringing you a different perspective on what it looks like to succeed in the creative business and life in general as we navigate our own lives as creators and the struggle to keep going in the face of apparent failure. Every episode, we'll be delving deeper into our darkest fears surrounding failure and learning that we can not only survive failure, but succeed at it as well. So come join us doing the good fail. Hello. Hi. Today we're asking how we can generate new ideas where, when we're in the grips of creative block or feeling stuck in our current life situation. But first, how have you been failing this week? Okay, well, this week we have come up with a joint failure. Yes, which we... is quite interesting because it was our joint success, I think, in our last episode. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Things have gone bad. Um, anyway, it is to do with our Instax camera that we got for our gratitude project, which we're documenting on our Instagram page. Yeah, and I think this is important to show uh, everyone out there that you think you're doing really good. Yeah, and, and something, and you've you've hit the nail on the head, and you're about to go out and conquer the world as a new person. Feeling gratitude for everything. Yeah. And and then you just fail. Yeah, you just fail full flat on your face in the mud and the can was squashed and broken under you <laughs> and you chuck it further away from you and it breaks into a hundred little pieces because you're so mad. It's not that bad, guys, but it's... <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe I'm overanalyzing <laughs> the situation a little bit, <laughs> just to get your point across. Yeah, though, yeah right? exactly. <laughs> um, anyway, the point is we're struggling with it. We thought it was a really good idea, and we took one really good picture with the camera yeah. on a sunny day, and thought this is it. This is how every picture is going to look. Yeah, and instead we have come up against the incredible limitations off um this particular instant camera but i think instant cameras in general yeah um, and we kind of knew that we would come up against the limitations before we bought it we didn't go into it kind of naive in that way yeah um but we didn't what we didn't realize was how much of a struggle we would find overcoming <laughs> those limitations yeah yeah it's just um actually well i guess because we we both know how to use cameras fairly competently yeah um and we've used film cameras a lot so i didn't think using the instant camera would be such a big difference um apart from that it has a flash on it <laughs> yeah that you can't turn off <laughs> that you can't turn off but actually um we've been finding that there are a lot of things it can't take pictures in dark situations or even semi semi-light situation <laughs> yeah yeah um it's really only good at taking pictures in very bright sunny days and we don't have very many of those in england at the moment no we sure don't <laughs> even when it's just an overcast day there's you can't really get any um 
detail it's all quite stark contrast yeah and we're just having there's for sure a way to get nice pictures but we're just having Mm. to it's just taking us a bit longer to work out how that how you do yeah and in the meantime we're using a lot of very expensive film experiments. I think that's it. Um, if if the film was really cheap, you'd just be like, yeah, just take a whole yeah, load of experiments and find it. out. Um, but, and of course, there's the extra pressure because we've set ourselves up now for this gratitude challenge. Right. Which is so... On our Instagram page if you want to check it out. Yes. So we've kind of declared it to the world. We've said, this is what we're doing. We've posted, I think, three posts yeah of three different days of gratitude and then we haven't posted anything <laughs> because we keep getting frustrated with the pictures we're coming up with and going no we can't post that yeah that one's just well in some cases you know a completely black picture it's not like we're being even fussy, fussy. about yeah <laughs> what, what we're putting up there uh, we would go with anything but it's just like no uh that's just completely black yeah (laughs) so it's a learning process yeah and we're still in the very early stages of learning right now yeah slash desperately wanting to just give up on it there have been moments Mm -hmm. but we're persevering right now yeah for sure but what about our success because that this one is actually also a combined success this week yes we thought we would combine as we're combining our failure yeah combine our success as well because we have been doing um, a meditation daily meditation challenge Mm -hmm. um, together over the last just over 10 days now yes and we've well I've been feeling like I'm getting a lot of benefit out of it Um, quite quite exciting for me because I'm kind of quite new to meditation I've done bits and pieces here and there um, but never anything consistently I think that's what the the big thing that I found is that how much I've been enjoying doing these short meditations every day. Yeah. Whereas before, whenever I've done um, meditations, it's quite often been quite long meditations and not very often. Yeah. Um, and so I was I was never really that drawn to doing it, but I've actually been really enjoying these ones. So yes, and the particular particular. Mm challenge that we've been this 20 a 21 day kind of med- daily meditation challenge mm-hmm. um also have little um reflective tasks to do each day yeah which actually have been amazing and i've been making some real discoveries about myself which has felt yeah which has felt really good particularly in january you do you always We've, we've talked about it um, in our first episode of series two about mm. that feeling like this is a chance of renewal and growth. And sometimes if you don't, you kind of don't find that over the first few months, you can start to feel a bit deflated mm-hmm. um, or I do. So definitely finding something that I really feel has helped me develop as a person <laughs> Um, and doing it at this time of the year when you're kind of feeling like that's what you need it kind of all marries up and feels really good I think that's why I've been enjoying it a lot is because it's come at the right time it's in January and February when you just feel like cuddling up and kind of Mm -hmm. hibernating it's that time for of germination so and this is really kind of inward that inward reflection and self-growth 
Um, so it's been perfect. Yeah, so it's been really great for us. I would recommend anyone to, you know, take up meditation. Um, I've been finding it because, as Abra said, the long meditations are quite intimidating, but actually um, doing it little and often has been a great way for me to get into it. Yes. So I would recommend that if you've been thinking about meditation but feeling a bit kind of intimidated, um, trying that approach. Yeah. Um, but let's move on to our main topic for this week, shall we? I think we should, yeah. Uh, let's start by asking if we can clarify how generating ideas can relate to our listeners. I think that's a great place to start because I feel like it's quite ambiguous title, which may be you sitting there listening, are kind of wondering how it relates to people in general. Yeah, for sure, because I think... Most people know, particularly in the creative community, yeah. um, have heard of cre- um, creative artist block. Yeah. And probably even if you're not in a kind of a creative community, you know what artist block is and you relate it to someone in a creative field yeah. not being able to come up with ideas for... Yeah, exactly. Something. But we think that non-creatives can experience it as well absolutely i think it's um quite limited limited to think that we don't at some point in our lives have to do some creative thinking yeah um you may not be practicing an artistic career or an artistic hobby or yeah you may have nothing in your life that's to do with any kind of creative pursuit whatsoever yes but even if you're sitting working in an office or, well, that's the obvious example. <laughs> yeah, just suddenly like, um, no other thoughts coming to you right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're practicing in a law firm or, you know, you're uh, a rising cricket star. Yeah. You know, I'm just, I just think you must have to do some creative thinking at some point. For sure. Yeah. Um, just thinking outside the box a little or if you have to yeah just if you're stuck in a situation that requires some creative thinking to get out of it yeah anything like that it's not solely limited to artistic pursuits and you can find yourself in a situation where you're wanting to generate fresh ideas um find a solution creative solution to get out of a problem and you can find yourself running up against that brick wall exactly and that's yeah. that's what we're talking about it's that moment where you you run up against something and you feel that resistance and you can't get any further and you end up feeling really stuck and stagnant yeah so maybe you're just stuck in your life situation maybe you're you're not happy in your job yeah um and you need to think of a, a way a creative way of getting out of out of how you you're feeling and but the ideas aren't coming yeah basically does that feel like you right now mm, it certainly feels like us sometimes we, we totally feel you we definitely felt that on a regular basis yeah so if you're feeling that right now welcome to the club yes we know how you feel we're with you and even if you're not feeling like that right now, I'm pretty sure you know what we're talking about. Yeah, we've all run up against that. Um, and for some of us, like me, on a fairly regular basis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Um, so I have um, a little story to tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> As an example of um, when I have run up against, against this block on kind of stuckness. Yeah. In, but in a kind of life in general general situation yeah it's a bit actually the story encompasses both creative and life yeah block um so excellent all-rounder story all-rounder story <laughs> and i feel like it perfectly encapsulate encapsulates the good fail as well so that's handy <laughs> it is um okay so i think i've mentioned before that um at some some while ago, some years ago, I was working in London and commuting every day from um, the countryside, basically, into London. Um, and it was really getting me down. I've been doing it for about two years. And so there was I just at some point I just I'd had enough and I just couldn't do it anymore. And I just said, I've got to quit. Which I did. Mm-hmm. And the idea was that I had to quit because if I didn't try to kind of get my illustration career off the ground, which is what I really wanted to do, yeah. now, yes. um, then, you know, the thought, the thought that really spurred me on was I thought, in five years' time, if I look back at me being miserable commuting into London, yeah. um, and I'm still commuting into London... I'll wish that I had just taken the leap five years before. Sure. And then you'd have been five years ahead now. Exactly. Yeah. So that was what really spurred me on to quit, um, which was great. And I had this idea of setting myself up in business, like really focusing on becoming an illustrator. But I didn't really know what I was doing. And I'd had this idea of creating a colouring book, but I didn't know anything about production. Production. Sure. So I decided to make this hand-bound colouring book. I worked on about 12 designs. I You based it all around a theme, I based you? it on yeah. a circus theme, um, which was really fun. I loved my designs, kind of hand-designed all of them, went through all that process. Then made these, decided I was going to, because I'd done book binding... Um, over several different kind of A-levels and I'd done a bit here and there and where I'd been working in London, I'd done, I'd done a bit of bookbinding. Um, so I decided to hand make these kind of a 4 size portfolios, which took a lot of work. I didn't have any of the right equipment, so I was having to cut literally every single piece out by hand, mm-hmm. um, buying large sheets of cardboard, um, to use for the covers and having yeah. to cut it all out with a ruler and scalpel for yeah. like each individual thing and et cetera, et cetera. And anyway, I hand-bound these, these little portfolios. Then realised that because I'd made them A4, I couldn't then use an a 4 size piece of paper to go inside because it would be too big. I needed it to be a little smaller than the A4 size. Yeah. So... I couldn't get, just go out and buy a pack of A4 paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I did, I'd have to cut it down. So then I bought 
large A1 sized sheets of paper. Sure. Which I heavily researched the best paper that I could print on and people could still colour in. Yeah. Use pencils yeah. or something. So it was a whole long process. And I did all that. I cut out every single page by hand, a little bit smaller than A4. And then I'm not sure how many I made in the end. I made about 20 portfolios, I think. But then only printed out, I think printed out enough pages for 10 or something like that. Sure. Um, and I took them to a market um, with a few cards and they just didn't sell. I think I sold one or something. Oh, no. And it was basically because I really needed to be selling them for about £100. <laughs> yeah. The amount of work I'd put into them. Yes. But colouring in as a phenomenon for adults was really just take... It was kind of at its peak at that point. Sure, yeah, I remember. And so, you know, people could get a large colouring book... Mm. For very little money. Yeah, like £10 For £10 or something. For about 20 designs. Yeah. And I had 12. Yeah. Probably even more than 20 designs. There were quite a few pages. You know, you could get them in quite a few yeah. pages. Um, so these are like hand-bound, <laughs> super limited edition, um, special art um, colouring portfolios. It just really wasn't going to appeal to the mass market. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't sell any of them. And at this point, sorry to have rambled on for a long time, but I really wanted to ra- kind of bring home the point that, you know, how much work and effort. How much work and yeah. effort. Th- how how big a crash and burn this was for yeah. me. And I was really stuck. I just kind of thought, I have no idea what I'm doing. I, sure. I just don't know how I'm meant to, what am I meant to do? And that was when the Prince's Trust came up as an idea. Um, And that is another story about how I learned about the Prince's Trust. And I won't Mm. go into that now. Uh, Maybe find another moment, appropriate (laughs) moment to bring in the story at another episode. Um, And I went through the Prince's Trust process and got paired up with a mentor. And after after feeling so stuck for a it must have been a month or so just kind of struggling on going I really don't know which way to turn now Mm. I've tried doing this thing and it hasn't worked at all um I suddenly got paired up with a mentor and we started kind of bouncing ideas back and forth and suddenly the energy started flowing again and it was such a great feeling yeah that moment of just brainstorming and coming up with all the possibilities and then starting yes. to narrow it down and finding yeah. what things to do. And, and I just, I don't know if I can like kind of, yeah, bring home the point enough of how stuck I had felt mm. and how, yeah, being paired up with his mentor and suddenly kind of bouncing ideas back and forth, how much, it was just how stimulating that was. And I would kind of leave meetings with my mentor just kind of skipping all the way home. Yeah. Because it was just so exciting and just delicious. So that was really lovely. Um, And then, I can't remember how I was going to link the next (laughs) bit of my story. (laughs) Uh, A separate, the separate um, 
a separate little thing which was still is still connected to the prince's trust and my business journey i guess um was that i had been i think i'd had i'd been have being mentored for about a year by that yeah. point um and i started doing i got very stuck it was a new year and i came to a creative block yeah so before it had been a lo- a life block, I would say, mm. because I didn't know how to push my life forward, um, although it was kind of in relation to a creative business. Mm. I was very stuck in my life. Whereas this one was a creative block because I had, I'd had quite a successful um, Christmas run. Yeah. <laughs> I'd created some nice new designs for Christmas and they'd sold pretty well. Um, and... I, yeah, I was, I got to January and I I knew I need to start creating some new collections for the rest of the year and I had no idea what to do and I think for, I think it lasted for about a month of just being completely stuck on ideas um, and I really had to just kind of cast around me. Eventually I found a book of Celtic myths. I think quite by chance I just picked it off a bookshelf mm. and... I got really inspired by these Celtic myths and that got me going. Mm. Unfortunately, I really got into it and then um, quite a few people were unsure about um, why I had started doing these Celtic myths and didn't think that they would um, sell very well as products for my business and that it was quite left field. And although I can see now that it wasn't left field for me, I I kind of took their advice on and kind of laid it to rest mm. for a while. Um, actually, I'm now coming back to the idea of these Celtic designs yeah. that I had done, which was about two years ago now. But I did leave them to rest at the time. But the point is that I had this massive creative block. And I think the other thing about it is that after you'd got over that hurdle and then were kind of feeling really good about it something came and kind of put that to bed quite suddenly right and then you were stuck you were in that situation where you were again just like oh my god now i really don't know what to do because you had been intending to make the celtic designs into a calendar yeah. and then it was suddenly halfway through the year and you didn't have any any ideas for your calendar and then it was just a a two-week holiday in Germany. Mm. Um, and there yeah. again, you weren't looking for any kind of... You weren't on the hunt for the inspiration per se, but you found it and then you had this sudden spurt of creative... Um, outflow. Outflow and you made 12 yeah. images in like a month or something. Yeah, six weeks. Um, thanks for finishing my story <laughs> off. I'd forgotten about that bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yes. That was a good end of the story. <laughs> I've kind of trailed <laughs> off. <laughs> you just looked at that note that we had going Celtic design <laughs> on our notes page. And you're just like, I've got to spin the story. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> oh, dear. We got there in the end. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, yes. And that's a good point to be made is that sometimes when the ideas start flowing, you think, yes, I've made it. Yeah. Um, and as with the in, uh, instant camera, you know, things can take a nosedive. Well, I think that's also what I wanted to talk about, certainly in terms of 
uh, what lessons I can learn from my own experience. Okay, great. Um, yes, beca- let's move on to you. Yeah, because I, um, we were kind of brainstorming for this episode and we were kind of trying to find links with our own lives that we could bring bring out as kind of um, examples for our episode and I just I just said to Mal probably my the whole of my 20s was a creative block mm-hmm. um yes but you didn't know how you could kind of create that into a kind of or view that as a story yeah and tell as a kind yeah. of and find some kind of um lesson in in the fact that I spent the whole of my 20s um in a creative block <laughs> um yes yeah, like, that's the story isn't it like, <laughs> yeah. 20s, creative block, done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but then kind of digging deeper into my experience, I did actually find that I was completely wrong about it being a, a creative block. Um, but what I found is that there was really these, it was like exactly like we're talking about, these peaks and troughs. Yeah. There was a long um lead up in my early 20s of feeling really stuck because I was auditioning for drama schools and not getting in and then kind of feeling like I was just putting my life on hold waiting for the next year to come around so I could apply again yeah um and I'd finally given that up and at 25 had decided to apply for university to study um drama and creative writing because at that point I kind of really found writing, was really inspired by that, and applied for university and didn't get into them either. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> um, and that was then just like really life kind of ground to a halt. Really felt like I didn't know what to do. And at that point, that's where my master's came in. Came in, and I had yeah. two years of doing my master's, and that was a massive this just like massive outpouring of creative yeah um juices yeah and I really just like accelerated development with my writing skills on a huge level I can't even tell you um and I got out of that and I really felt like driven and purposeful and I've done since done courses acting courses got myself an agent really felt like I was driving myself forward with that and now I've sudden, I've come to a point now where I'm really beginning to feel that there the is slowdown. The, the slowdown and I'm kind yeah. of going back into one of those troughs yeah where I need something else to really drive me forwards again yeah. and so that is kind of now looking back I can begin to see that pattern of um feeling stuck yeah getting low kind of finding that point of resistance where you can't can't drive forward and you don't know what what you're going to do and then that moment of accelerated development things moving forward um you're on the up and then that inevitable tail off yes because um something you didn't mention in your story but um I think it's important to add is that okay. you came out of university <laughs> only because I had this same experience when I came out of university. Okay, sure. Feeling completely like you knew what you were doing. You, you know, the curtains were going to open and 
a set of steps were going to emerge that you would just start climbing up and you had all that passion to start climbing up those stairs um, with your, you know, in your case, your kind of pen and tablet in hand. In my case, a paintbrush and a palette or something. Yeah, yeah. And... And then the stairs didn't emerge. No. And you're kind of left kind of <laughs> looking around. <laughs> yeah. Going, what do I do now? Um, I think probably a lot of people must feel that coming out of university. Um, and so you had that intense, intense development during uni. Mm. You come out, you're ready. And then in a lot of cases, things stall. And yeah. you have that trough, like you were saying. Because as well, you've moved from a place of great structure to a place of nothing. Yeah. So that's like, where do you get that purpose from after after university? Because yeah. it's not given to you like a university. You're given purpose. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe you can relate to that feeling of looking around you and just going, what do I do now? Yeah. Um, so we want to look at um, yeah how you can start generating ideas. Um, but first... Um, let's ask, should we be feeling bad about it? Um, these troughs, mm. while you're in it, fairly painful. Really painful. But, I mean, if you've listened to The Good Fail, you'll know mm-hmm. that we just always recommend not feeling bad about things. <laughs> exactly. We would just <laughs> never recommend that you give yourself a hard time about how you're feeling. Yeah. And you know what? The good fail would say, no, you don't need to feel bad about exactly. being in the troughs. Your future self would say no. Say no. Because uh, like with me, I can now stand at the point of being at the beginning of my 30s and look back at my 20s and see what I've achieved. Even if I'm, Even if I'm not where I want to be right now, like even if I haven't achieved everything that I want to in my life or mm-hmm. the things that I thought I would achieve by the time I was 30. Looking back, I can see what I have achieved yeah. anyway. Um, and you then, you get you can't feel bad then for the, for the moments that you go down. You can just acknowledge that they were inevitable and you can see, but you can see all the good that's also yes. come out of it. And if your future self would say, no, you don't have to feel bad, then you should be practicing that right now. Yeah, so your future self is looking back and they're going, I'm so grateful for the um, the amount that you did achieve and what you managed to achieve. Yeah. And so if they're grateful, then you can know that even though maybe right now it feels like a whole messy pile of yeah, nothing. Blur. Yeah. Um, there is something in there that you'll be grateful for later. Yeah. So hold on to that and move forward. And so that's two two people that have said, yeah. no, don't feel bad. The good fail has said, no, don't feel bad. Your future self has said, no, don't feel bad. Feel grateful. Artists from hundreds, from time immemorial, yes. would say, don't no. feel bad. Don't do it, people. <laughs> Um, we talked about how most people associate blocks um, when we talk about generating yeah. ideas with artist block, which is a known thing. And so artists have known, as I say, from time immemorial, 
that stressing about the artist block was the very worst way yeah. of getting over the artist block um, and would just exacerbate the struggle. So actually the best way is to not feel bad and not to struggle. But what, what should we do instead? <sighs> yeah, okay. So we've said don't feel bad mm-hmm. about it, but what else are you meant to do? Yeah. I would say acknowledge how you're feeling and know that it's okay. That's the first step yeah. in any crisis. Yeah. Acknowledge it for what it is. Just just say, look, I'm feeling really bad yeah. right now. I'm so stuck. I don't know what I'm doing. And maybe even sink into that feeling a little bit. Like allow yourself to really feel the emotions. Yeah. We don't want any like boxing up, putting into a corner and being like, maybe I'll look at that later. Exactly. But quite often you just Never pile again. a lot of other stuff yeah. on top of it. Um. So it I, it is important to just kind of dwell on it, be in it, mm-hmm. um, without at the same time getting stuck. Getting stuck in that place yeah. of <clears throat> stuckness. <laughs> yeah, and these melancholic feelings, I know from my own personal point of view, can be quite beguiling. Mm. It's quite, it can sometimes feel quite luxurious just to kind of revel in how sorry for myself yeah. I'm feeling. And God, how awful the world is being to me right now. Yeah. So awful. I'm just the most persecuted person yeah. in the whole world. And you can kind of give up a bit of responsibility at that point because it's like, it's all this out stuff, outside forces that are making me feel like this and I have, no, there's nothing I can do. I'm completely helpless. And Yeah. Um, so it's really easy uh, and we say that in the full knowledge that that is what we have done mm-hmm. and continue to do and struggle not to. Yeah. Is to get really yeah. stuck in that feeling of self-pity. Yeah. Um, so if you can, acknowledge the feeling, lean into yeah. it, um, but don't get stuck there. Yes. Um, the reason I'm kind of, we're kind of advocating um, allowing yourself to feel it a little mm. bit though is that um, I've certainly discovered from just doing this podcast and talking more openly about my failures is that yes. just talking about them, I think I've mentioned this before, just talking about them has made them, makes them less scary mm-hmm. and makes me realise how really insignificant a lot of them are yeah. in the grand scheme of things. So I think um, allowing yourself to feel these feelings um, makes the whole process less scary and stops you panicking yes exactly because you can start panicking if you um if you're like (coughs) sorry hopefully you'll cut that bit out (laughs) um yeah if you've kind of always been um not allowing yourself to feel these feelings they can be very new for you Mm -hmm. and you can start panicking going what am I meant to be doing now how do I react to this so really let yourself feel them, acknowledge them, understand what they are. Yeah, and we both are really lucky because we have each other who we we talk through these kind of things with each other. And we also now have you guys and we vent quite a lot to you, I realise. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so um, I realise that we're both in a very privileged situation that we have that support network around us. So we do recommend finding someone who you feel you can be open with and really um, start like a little 
group sesh yeah definitely Um, because it is so beneficial for sure yeah also do you remember negredo well i certainly do um it's a psychological and alchemical process which we did mention in our first series yes so if you haven't heard us mention negredo before go check out episode two of um, season one which is called how to succeed at failing um but basically as abra said it is a psychological and alchemical process that we mentioned and the reason we're bringing it up now is that alchemists were so excited when they got to the negredo stage mm. the dark bleak stage because it meant that new growth was coming and was possible Yes. So, be excited when you find yourself feeling stuck and stagnating because the next step is the best bit, which is generating ideas, which is what this podcast is all about and has been leading up to. (laughs) You may have even gone, oh yeah, Yeah. that is what they said in the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) What's a good way to start generating these ideas? Okay, yeah, so that's definitely the next step. Let's just say, first and foremost, it is important. Do not focus on generating ideas. This sounds like a complete contradiction, Mel. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so instead, you have to do everything else. Okay. Um, you may feel like you're cheating, Or like you're not doing any, in inverted commas, real work. Mm -hmm. Um, I have this great story, which I think my dad told me. So I don't know what the the source is of this story. (laughs) It may be complete fallacy. (laughs) But it's a good good story to demonstrate our point. It definitely demonstrates our point. So I'm going to tell it to you. Um, It's a story about Picasso, who used to spend a lot of his time watching wrestling and people would say to him but Picasso you're an artist why aren't you working why are you wasting your time just away watching this wrestling when you're so amazing and you could be in your studio working creating masterpieces creating all these masterpieces exactly and Picasso turned around to every single person who said this to him and he said but I am working yeah And so the point of that story is that although on the outside it looks like you're not working, like you, like Picasso had just turned on the TV Mm -hmm. and put the wrestling on, yeah, and was wasting the entire day just watching the wrestling. Mm -hmm. But actually, um, as an artist, he was taking in all this information that he was watching and he was allowing ideas to kind of. Yeah, yeah. And again, although this is particularly in reference to an artist, this completely applies to any life situation. Is that if you have Mm. you have um a particular issue that you're stuck with or a general issue, you're going into the deep heart of Negredo. Yes. Do not focus on (laughs) that thing that you want to sort out. Yeah. Um, instead, you could read a book, 
Yep. Go to the library. Visit a museum. Go see an exhibition. Watch a film. Flick through a magazine. Go for a walk. Go to the beach. Bake a cake. Grab a coffee. Sit in nature. Plan a holiday. Or, you know, like, do some extreme sport or something. Something like extreme sport? <laughs> yeah. We're going to be pretty general on that one. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what we would do. <laughs> Yeah, we're not going to list all the extreme sports because we don't know them. No. But you could go and do them if you Pick wanted. One. <laughs> yeah. You get the idea. Fill yourself to the brim with whatever you love doing and makes you feel inspired. Yeah. And just do them with your question or your situation at the back of your mind. Um, but don't think about it directly. Do not think about yeah. it directly. Just let it be there and just gently doing its thing while you're doing something else. Yes. Now, as a kind of um, a visual illustration that maybe might, yes, might give you um, a visual idea of what we're talking about, uh, we have found a great quote from Elizabeth Gilbert in her book, Big Magic, which we have already recommended. It's been a recommendation on one of our previous episodes from season one from season one and if we had been really organized which by now you know we're not we would have actually looked up which episode you recommended it on um, oh yes <laughs> that's what we should have done um but anyway here we go here we go we didn't look it up but it's from this book big magic which we have recommended before elizabeth gilbert says i believe that our planet is inhabited not only by animals and plants and bacteria and viruses, but also by ideas. Ideas are disembodied energetic life form. They are completely separate from us, but capable of interacting with us, albeit strangely. Ideas have no material body, but they do have consciousness, and they most certainly have will. Ideas are driven by a single impulse, to be made manifest. And the only way an idea can be made manifest in our world is through collaboration with a human partner. Therefore, ideas spend eternity swirling around us, searching for available and willing human partners. When an idea thinks it has found somebody, say you, who might be able to bring it into the world, the idea will pay you a visit. It will try to get your attention. Mostly, you will not notice. But sometimes, rarely but magnificently, there comes a day when you're open and relaxed enough to actually receive something. Your defences might slacken and your anxieties might ease. And then magic can slip through. That's the end of the quote. I think it's really great to give you this visual image of what we're talking about, which is to, as Elizabeth Gilbert says, open yourself up to an idea coming in but you're not focusing on that idea you're kind of you're casting your net wide and then you're just seeing what floats in exactly you're putting your defenses down mm -hmm. so what can we conclude from all of this well idea generation when you're feeling stuck and can't seem to find a way out like a blank sheet of paper can seem scary and intimidating. Yeah, I think we all know the blank sheet of paper metaphor. Uh-huh. And can recognise the power and scariness mm -hmm. of Absolutely. such a thing. 
But by not panicking and by absolutely not thinking about it, you can get pretty creative. Wow. Let's leave it there and move on to what our recommendation is for this week. Our recommendation for this week is a podcast. We recommend you lots of podcasts because we love them. (laughs) If you hadn't noticed. If you hadn't noticed. Um, This week we're recommending BBC Earth podcast. Um, And this is in relation to the fact that we're talking about um, casting your net wide and finding inspiration from anywhere that you um, kind of resonates with you. Yeah. And the BBC Earth podcast I would kind of put forward to you is a great place to start doing that because it's really just a gathering of lots of very small, sometimes seemingly random stories um, about our planet, about our Earth, quite often is relating to the BBC so maybe they'll get um, a filmmaker who's, Mm -hmm. you know, had to go to the Arctic to film something and they have a story to tell about Mm -hmm. something they experienced. Um, Each episode is bound together by a theme but then they have lots of different stories within that. Sure. And it's it's just really lovely. I love listening to it when I'm doing something like crocheting or some kind of, well, crocheting is what I've been doing recently, but, you know, some kind of craft where you don't need to think too much yeah you're just using your hands yes kind of a a kind of not quite a mindless activity but Mm. not you're not using your brain as much exactly so this I think Mm. is a great way I would say of being of what we are talking about being open to new information coming Mm. in um, but not you're focusing on a task but you're still you're still open yeah and this was a really um difficult episode to find something to recommend for you guys because we do know how different everybody is in what they find inspiring and how they go out there and find that inspiration so this is just a this is just something that you could check out that we find inspiring ourselves but um we know that there's going to be a lot of you out there who have different methods and and ways of finding inspiration yes um yeah so just find what works best for you yeah but do check out that podcast if it sounds like something you'd be interested in what's coming up in our next episode um okay (laughs) (laughs) we haven't got a great fancy title for this one and it does sound particularly boring when we say it out loud (laughs) go for it be prepared (laughs) um next episode is about planning uh, what? <laughs> it sounds boring. It won't be by next week. <laughs> we promise. <laughs> um, so uh, go ahead, go forth and feel inspired and curious about next week's episode. Yeah. And join us again to find out what on earth we're talking about. <laughs> okay, have a good week, guys. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to the Good Fail podcast, then you can find us on these other platforms. Abra is on Instagram at Pretty Messy Official. And you can find Merle on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at Merle Made Tales. 
and online at www.mermaidtales.com. Together we can be found on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at The Good Fail. And we're also on Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash The Good Fail. If The Good Fail speaks to your soul and you feel like you just get it, then why not consider joining our community over on Patreon, where you can get to know us more as creators and help us make more of these podcasts. Plus, find great extra content and possibly even get to listen to each new episode of The Good Fail a whole 48 hours before anyone else. Join us again on The Good Fail and thanks for listening.